Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Reddit Readings episode 123. Today we are jumping into r slash entitled parents. Don't forget, if you like the show, want some more, or just want to support us, check out our Patreon. But without further ado, grab your tea and your popcorn and let's go. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Swimsuit check, sunscreen check, phone charger check. Don't forget to pack the five-hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HE Travel at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Good morning, folks. I'm looking at the title of this story and thinking, Wow, I wish I had a PlayStation down here. But then, if that was the case, I'd probably never get these episodes done. This one's in from Twisted Wish. Parent gives away their child's PlayStation without asking them. The entitled parent in this story is my mother. I am, unfortunately, the victim. This happened about a decade and a half ago, and there's some backstory to be filled in. When I was about eight, my older sister got a Nintendo 64 for her birthday. She was told that my younger sister and I could play on it sometimes to make things fair. But we weren't allowed to play all the games and we didn't have a memory card or anything like that. My older sister got very good at finishing Yoshi's Story in a few hours. Since I played on it a lot, my parents decided to get me my own game system a few years later. A PlayStation 2. The games that they got me to begin with weren't anything to write home about. Other than I discovered Avril Lavigne songs in the karaoke game. In that same year, and the year after, I got my first serious games outside of the ones I played on my older sister's console. The Legend of Spyro. The second and the third one of the trilogy. A friend taught me what memory cards were, and my whole world surrounding gaming changed forever. Now, the thing with gifts is that I believe and I'm certain most other people believe that once you give another person a gift, that you relinquish ownership of that item. It's not yours anymore. My mother doesn't think this way. I know this because a couple of years ago, I wanted to try and buy a game chair for my office job since I was experiencing chronic back pain. At age 22, ah! And I asked her, if she'd be willing to pay for half of the chair for my birthday that year, and she agreed. While we were shopping, I said that if the chair doesn't work, then I could always sell it and make sure it wasn't a waste of time. She, she gasped and uttered something like, how rude, at which point I explained to her that it was a gift for me that she was giving to me, so it was my chair to do what I wanted with. 
I ended up asking her to help me sell the chair later, but she claimed that no one was interested in it, and she then took it to her work and used it. I'm partially convinced that she lied about the listing and just told me no one was buying so that she could have the chair for herself since she helped to pay for it. When I was about 12, we were going to go to my grandparents' house, mother's side, for Thanksgiving. I was not too thrilled about this. You see, these grandparents don't have much in terms of entertainment for kids. You know these bead mazes that are meant for babies and toddlers? Yeah, that's all they had. So I wasn't happy about going until a brilliant idea struck my head. I could bring my PS2. They have a TV. An old one, but still, I should be able to play on it, right? I asked my mother if I could bring my PS2 and she said that I could. So we go up there and after a few hours, I'm bored. I remembered I brought my PS2. I happily bounded upstairs where I had placed my bag to go and get it when I saw my mother placing my PS2 into a gift box and was preparing to wrap it. Before moving forward, I feel like it's important to give context into what sort of relationship me and my sisters had with our parents, especially our mother. My parents got married young and quickly. They both came from Mormon households that encouraged this line of thinking. They then quickly had a kid, my older sister. And then three years later, another kid, me. At this point, their relationship was a little strained, but they thought it could still work. Three years after me, they had another kid, my younger sister. They thought it would make things better, but it only added more stress to their relationship. My father's words. My father worked to support all of us, so he wasn't home a lot. My mother, she didn't work at the time, but she was also never at home. From what I can remember, she would leave my younger sister, who was a toddler, locked up in her room in her crib and would leave me and her home alone while my older sister was at school. Many a day was spent going on scavenger hunts in the kitchen for something to eat, followed by climbing the fence over to our neighbor's house so that I'd have someone to play with and interact with. Despite never being home, my sister and I still wanted our mother's approval and love. So, in my case at least, I did things that I didn't want to do so that she would spend time with me and give me praise. Swimming? Soccer? Beauty pageants? I didn't like any of that stuff. But if it meant getting my mother to pay attention to me, then I would do it. We were starved for love and affection and did whatever we could. So I walk in on my mother wrapping up my PS2 and I, of course, freak out and ask her what she thinks she's doing. She tells me to close the door. When I think back to this moment, I wish I had run to another adult and told them what she was doing but I made the mistake of listening to my mother. I was still yelling at her and asking her what was going on. She asks me to calm down in that parental way that made it clear it wasn't a request. She told me that she thought it would be nice to give my PS2 to my cousins for Christmas that year. I still tried to argue that it was mine and that I didn't want to do that. But then she guilt-tripped me. 
She told me that they were much poorer than we were and that they couldn't afford something nice like this. She told me that this is what Jesus would do and that Heavenly Father would be happy seeing me do such a good deed. I was still mad, but I was only 12, I was just a kid. As a kid, I wasn't allowed to rebel or go against what my parents said. Filled with guilt, I gave in. She even made me help her pack it up. My PS2, the microphones for the karaoke game, the karaoke game and some other games that I had bought to play, and my memory card. After this, I learned never bring my things with me on trips unless I could ensure they would be safe. I even went so far as to hide all of my other personal things at home to try and make sure she didn't decide to give those away too. This even made me so paranoid about leaving my things alone. Skip forward to early 2022. I'd been watching old episodes of the show Hoarders on YouTube. In it, therapists would often have everyone talk to each other about their behavior and things they've done to try and broker peace and closure. I decided to try and take this advice to heart, and I contacted my mother. I texted her if she remembered the time she gave away my PS2. She didn't. I explained the whole story to her and how it made me feel. She told me that she didn't think it was such a big deal. When I asked her how she thought it could have been okay, she told me that they were getting me a Nintendo DS for Christmas that year so it would have made up for it. Ignoring how a PS2 and a DS are nothing like one another, I explained to her that just because they were getting me a new game system, that it didn't excuse her forcefully making me give away something that I cared about, and doing it behind my back without asking for permission. I asked her what would have happened if I hadn't caught her, if I'd gone to get my PS2 and found it missing, what she would have done or said if I'd come to her crying in agony because I had no idea what happened to my PS2. Oh, she ignores this and says something like, well, it's what Jesus would have done. And weren't you happy to have done a good deed? I am sure that God was happy with the decision you made that day. At this point, I stopped responding and put the phone down. Another thing I learned from hoarders is that healing and closure means that both parties must be willing to listen to the other. My mother wasn't listening. In fact, she was doing the exact same thing she did before. She clearly doesn't think she did anything wrong, even after hearing about what it did to me. In the present day, my parents are divorced, and I've gone low to no contact with my mother. I still have trouble leaving my things alone and letting others use them. My poor father was also a victim, but... I'll have to find another subreddit to post those stories into. He didn't spend a lot of time with me or my sisters growing up, but I definitely prefer him to my mother, who is only my mother through blood. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This next one is from Contigolo. Entitled mum says, I have terrible parents after pointing out the harassment and destructions her kids had caused us. I was 13 years old, and I was just your typical slightly depressed failing at school teen. I was kind of a quiet child. I had very few friends, and I would have regular appointments with my counselor about my general mental health. I didn't know how to talk to people or how to handle distressing things, so I would just be in my world. This is pretty important with the way I respond to things later in the story. I went outside one school evening just to water plants and get mail when I see a child a bit younger than me speeding down the road on a hill next to my house. We lived next to a busy road, so it was fairly dangerous, and swerves towards me. He skirted around my driveway and then going full speed ahead down our lawn, leaving skid marks all over the place. He does this to other people's lawns which made me pretty mad and he just simply keeps going. He ignored me and I looked in front of me to see all my other neighbors lawns looking like a tornado just passed through them with skid marks everywhere and plants destroyed on people's lawns. I was pretty shocked and mad. I just went back to my house. A day later, around the same time as yesterday, I do my usual routine. Water plants, check mail and go back inside. Skid marks are still on everyone's lawn. Then I hear him going down the road. I ignore him until I hear a big crash and a scream. He went through another person's lawn, leaving marks on their lawn and slammed into someone's parked car. Now, I was very shocked, and I stopped what I was doing and began to run up to him to see if he was okay. But then he got onto his bike and sped back to his house. I was of course shocked at what just happened. I take a peek at the car and found a huge dent he made. I told my parents about it and we waited until the homeowner, who was an old man, came home from another person's car. I felt bad and mad at the same time. I once again do my typical routine a week later. I just checked the mailbox and I was walking back home when that kid again, this time clearly with a dried bloody nose, and he comes up to me and gives an introduction. He said that he was new to the neighborhood and asked if I wanted to come up with him to his house and play. I didn't know how to respond so I just said, sure? I walk up the road to his house once I get there, he talks with me on his driveway, as I make it obvious I didn't want to be there. Then EM walks out of the house. With a heavy smoking voice, she shouts, EC, what did I tell you bringing kids to our house? I'm positive for COVID! This was back when COVID was new. My eyes go wide. Hearing that she has COVID, I decide to make an excuse that I was late to a youth program at church or something and I needed to leave. But he's my friend. It's fine for him to come over. Can I at least show? No! I look at EM and she does that. You know what you're doing is wrong face. 
with her head tilted and her arms crossed and giving the death stare. Like I did something wrong, even though she could have exposed her whole family to the virus and let them do whatever in public. I end up just walking home and I never saw him again, until less than two hours later when he rang the doorbell and asked me if I wanted to play. My parents recognize the kid and know that I don't want to play with them, so they made an excuse. For the following week, non-stop, he'd ring my doorbell every hour of the day asking to play. I guess I was in the wrong for not coming clean that I didn't want to play with him, which I should have, and I felt bad as he may have no friends. Finally, I get the urge to say that I didn't want to play with him. I walk out and I see him again. I see a girl, maybe a year older than him, looking at me with an attitude. I'm sorry, but I don't want to play with you. I don't have anything against you, it's just that I'm older than you. I hope you understand and I'm sorry. He goes full cherry red and looks like he's about to cry as I begin to close the door. I genuinely felt bad. I hear someone ring the doorbell less than five seconds later. It was the older sister, and I knew that it was about to go down. I'm home alone, so I just ignore it and, in fear, quickly run upstairs to my room. I then go onto my doorbell camera and begin watching what's happening live. Their immature little minds continuously press the doorbell. I look through the doorbell video in which this goes down. What's his name? Contigolo. EC wants to play with gay Contigolo? She begins laughing as I couldn't believe how immature they were. Expecting them to put gay at the start of my name would destroy my reputation. I was very pissed. I sent the video to my parents and I begin telling them what was happening. The ES begins banging on my door and she's furious, looking through every window in the house. Since I have trouble handling situations, I begin to have a massive panic attack. She continues throwing insults at me and this time starts to swear and bang on windows of my house. I just huddled in my room and waited until they finally left, and as they were running off, the sister grabs the EC and punches him right in the nose, starting a nosebleed. I was peeking out my window to see that go down. I was relieved that it was finally over. Hopefully the end of the story. Right? No. A week later, I come home from school to see that the backyard gate was mysteriously open. Then I saw the dreaded bike marks leaving a path of dirt from all the grass that was torn. I had a tiny garden without a fence in the backyard, so I was worried. There I saw that two of my watermelon plants that were in the process of making watermelons were crushed by clearly a bike. By this point, I was beyond pissed and shocked. For the first time, I felt genuine anger. Like, fist-balled anger. Watermelon plants aren't easy to grow, especially where I live. It took me an entire eight months for the watermelons to finally begin making watermelon. All of my hard work destroyed. Of course, this isn't the end. For the next two weeks, I noticed that my mailbox would magically open whenever mail was in it. Sometimes seeing personal mail for my parents, like bills and whatnot. 
just being tossed onto the driveway. And of course, we continued to see skid marks on our lawn, destroying our grass and making our home look like a mess. My parents are fed up with this and are furious, making Facebook posts talking about these incidents. But what sealed the deal with our anger was when just my dad was home, working on his car in the garage, and he needed to get something at the store, leaving the garage door open. We have had cameras everywhere in our house since our neighborhood is prone to break-ins. The kids are seen in our driveway, seemingly hanging out for a good five minutes, until they begin laughing and running into the garage. When they come out, they take my dad's toolbox and just throw it on the lawn, flying tools everywhere. Additionally, they left a small dent on the back of the car my dad was working on, and they spilled nails all over the ground from a container. That was it. We were all pissed. I eventually tell my parents where they said they lived, and all of us just began storming up there. I was scared, but also happy and hoping for some justice. This is how it went down. We knock on the door. As you can see through the window in the door, all the kids knew it was us and began running. The mum, in just a big t-shirt, underwear and a cigarette in her mouth, comes up. What? She's automatically angry. Sorry to come up here a bit late, but we need to talk about the harassment my child has been having because of your kids. Uh, what harassment? She says in a quote-unquote voice. We have cameras all over our house and we've caught your kids destroying our property, our backyard and even destroying something in our garage. I hope you understand. Well, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with them. Uh, what? He's not hanging out with him. He's been bullied by your children. We've seen them destroying other people's property. The EC begins to cry. It seems like your son's harassing them. My son's crying because you guys are yelling about him. My dad gets real mad. You're insensitive. They're kids. Just let them enjoy their childhood. She's still not understanding. She then begins to cough, barely covering herself. Keep in mind she most definitely had COVID. Did you know that one of your kids hit a man's car and left? She ignores all the things we call out and she begins making lies about things that I didn't do. My children said your son called them names and inappropriate things. You are terrible parents. The EM looks at me and sees me distressed. I'm having a panic attack since they begin to fight. She then does something that will stick with me forever. She pats me on the head with a grin and says, I'm so sorry that you have such terrible parents. You wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for them. I will never forget how my dad's jaw just drops. Don't touch my kids. Keep in mind again that she still has COVID. Finally, the EM's husband comes up and doesn't say a word, pushes the EM away and just slams the door on us. She didn't get a lesson whatsoever and just totally ignored us. Thankfully, that was the end of it, but a few days later, we all tested positive for COVID after getting tested. Never saw the kids riding their bikes, and they eventually moved. Maybe the EM's husband said a word or two to her. I don't know. To this day, we still find random nails on the ground from when they spilled some, and all the skid marks on the grass took a good four months until they grew back. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. 
Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Alright guys, thank you very much for listening to this fantastic episode of Reddit Readings. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until next time guys, peace out.